This is sports best rated best sports show by the Milwaukee Society of Left-Handed Journalists. We are broadcasting on the Believe Podcast Network, which actually doesn't pay us in money. Instead, cryptocurrency, we are getting Ethereum Lite. He is the one and only Andrew Keller. I am Larry Olson. Hello, happy football week to you and yours, Andrew. Hello and happy football week to you. I don't want you to get upset about this. I want to bring it up on air. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I lost the password to our Bitcoin account and everything I believe has paid us is lost forever. Cryptocurrency, why? Why? We were were billionaires. We were. But now we're not. Now we're we're back to the square one. That's all right. That's all right. But isn't it a log somehow? Isn't the blockchain? Can't we find the blockchain and get on the blockchains to get our money back? I think so. The blockchain <laughs> gang. We can just uh, break some rocks and get our money back. I feel like I got to give the disclaimer every single time, especially, especially this week. When we started the show, there were zero live sports. Nuns, nunsies. Now we have the hockey playoffs, the baseball, basketball playoffs. Baseball is underway. Literally, now it's the NFL season. And when I, we started this, there was nothing. So we're like, let's follow the KBO, the Korean baseball organization. We made a man rub bet. Who would finish higher? So I feel like we got to keep this going and just sort of update. I mean, it seems silly, but I feel like you're, you're saying we got to do it. Uh, yeah, I want to know where I stand because you're the resident KBO expert and you know the standings. Okay, so here we go. The LG Twins, which is, as you know, the Milwaukee Brewers yeah. of the KBO, they're sitting at 59 and 42, a 584 winning percentage. My team, the Kia Tigers of the KBO, is sitting at 54 and 47. They have a 535 winning percentage. So we're somewhat neck and neck. You have 584, your LG Twins, my Kia Tigers at 535. I, I'm assuming, I don't know what the deal is. I didn't too, deep two dive, but there's, they haven't played as many games as each other. Okay. Well, thanks for the update, and uh, I'm looking forward to cashing in. I think it's going to be nice. I got <laughs> Man, a knot in my uh, deltoid I'd like you to take a look at. All right, so we mentioned it's the uh, start of the NFL. The season gets underway in earnest this weekend. So mm-hmm. I thought I would give you just three questions to set the tone for the NFL season. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Number one, Tom Brady's old team, the Patriots, will have a better record than his new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Basically, who's going to do better, Tom Brady's Buccaneers or the New England Patriots? I think Bill Belichick's Patriots are. I think good coaches reload. There's a reason that the Patriots has all been on top and Tom Brady's a part of it, but I think it's mainly the coach. I thought like immediately I think of the college football. So since 2014, four teams have won the national championship. I'm guessing you could tell me who the coaches were and not the quarterbacks, maybe some quarterbacks. I am a journalist at heart and I'm always rooting for content like, nobody wanted to root for the Patriots or see them win again. So I love that they split up. And now we get to talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, as well as the new refined Patriots. So I'm super thankful that we don't have, like, evil enemy, dark empire Patriots. I don't necessarily know. I'm just super happy that we got this going. I love that Tom Brady's got a new team, and I can't wait to see what Bill Belichick's going to do with his new team. So who do you think is going to have more wins? Oh, man. I, once again, I'm rooting, for content. I'm, rooting for content. I'm rooting for content. Okay, I'm going to say the Patriots. Okay. I'm going to say the Patriots. I, um, I agree with that. My next question, the NFL will play its full regular season and postseason as scheduled from start to finish. Emphatically, yes. Really? I think there's – I mean, there might be flare-ups in coronavirus and there might be calls for them to stop, but I don't think they will. 
I think they've proven that the owners are powerful enough and stubborn enough that they rather just power through. You know, and there's, there's such a, a large number of players to pull from. Like with the NBA, you don't have as many. I, I think they're going to go all the way through. I think they will go all the way through, but I think they've, you know, they got the bye weeks and they've got the Super Bowl pushed back a couple of weeks. I think it's going to go through. I don't think they're going to play all the games as, as, as scheduled, but I think mm. it's going to go off on time. They gave, they gave themselves some wiggle room in there. Oh, so it's kind of like when you fly from Phoenix to um, Kenosha, you, they say it's going to take four and a half hours, and that just puts in the cushion for them to mess up. And so yeah. The, and the NFL is an airline now. They, they're factoring in the, uh, the Gulf Stream. <laughs> Yeah. Which you never figure out. Oh, we're going east to west, so now we get the Gulf Stream behind us. Yeah. Um, one of my this is this is my favorite question of the NFL preview show that we're doing here. Will Frank Gore rush for five hundred yards? Yes. You say yes. Okay. So just that scene, Frank Gore is in his sixteenth season in the NFL. There are too many teams for me to list off that he's played for. Basically, he's now playing for the New York Jets. He's like third on the depth chart mm-hmm. every single year for the past fifteen. He's rushed for at least 600 yards. So now we're just saying. I'll give you a small correction. Last year he rushed for 599, which might just be me being a little nitpicky, but uh, I looked it up. Okay. Okay. All right. If you want to get nitpick on that. So you do think he's going to rush for 500 yards? Yeah. He's never gone below. Um, What do you think? Do you think he won't? I think um, the guys in front of him might get corona, and he's going to have to put his head down and bowling ball through people like he does. I think he truly is a backup. They have him third on the depth chart. And so let's just say the two guys in front of him get hurt and he gets, starts playing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get hurt because the, the Jets' offensive line really sucks. Mm. So if he goes in, he's playing bad behind a bad lineup. And so I don't think – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to doubt Frank Gore gonna take on the this. Under? I'm going to take the under and say he does not get 500 yards. All right, I'll take the over. Okay, wow. Look, so are we – we both We're, picked the Patriots. Yeah. You pick the regular seat, NFL will go off. I say it kind of won't. Frank Gore, yes, I say no. And who win the Super Bowl? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Oh. oh, boy. Dallas oh. Cowboys. Oh, They're stacked. We just... talked to Dallas radio legend Norm Hitchkiss, and he says if this is the year, this is the year. They got it. They got it. They got it loaded. They stocked up. What do you think? Okay. I suppose here's what I'm rooting for. Any other team but the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I know this is just a podcast, but the disgust on your face when I pick the Cowboys is palpable. (laughs) You know why? I love – I was really – you were in Texas at the time. When Jimmy fired Jimmy, I was like, what are you doing? Like his ego – Jerry? When Jerry fired Jimmy, like his ego that, well, I don't need a Hall of Fame winning coach anymore. I can just get whoever I want, which proved kind of true. But Mm. since that time, they're in the desert. They've been in the wilderness. Yeah, I would say that Barry Switzer had momentum and wrote out Jimmy's team. Yes. I don't think um, I would give Barry credit for that. He just – Jerry will be insufferable if he wins the Super Bowl. And every year when they lose, I'm always like – So I'm picking the Cowboys and you're picking the 31 other teams? I'm taking the – yeah, I feel like that's a fair bet. Well, with the, with the football <laughs> season opening um, on Sunday – the LA Rams are playing. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Playing the Dallas Cowboys in their new five billion dollar stadium. Are you excited about that? I actually kind of, somewhat am, because what makes like most stadium, like for instance, the Raiders stadium, stadium is like a point one point five billion dollars in Vegas. Right. 
what's the difference between a $1.5 billion and a $5 billion stadium? So I want to know, like, what's going on there? Well, I think construction costs in LA are a lot higher, but also they had to agree to a lot of different stipulations on being able to move. Like they paid for having NFL headquarters or NFL.com or whatever's going to oh. be there. They have to build facilities for the combine is going to be there every year, which like that's not going to get you to $5 billion. Also, it's so close to LAX that they had to go 10 stories subterranean not to mess up the flight path. So I think it's interesting. I, I'm captivated by this move from St. Louis to LA. So Kroenke paid $550 million in 2016 as a fee or a fine to the NFL to be able to pick up and move there. I don't – that's – that's, I mean, maybe they'll make it back. They have all sorts of stuff lined up, like the, the next Super Bowl, the opening games for the Olympics. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. So I, um, I didn't really answer your question. I just gave you a lot of numbers. Well, what I feel like – I like – I want to get to that in a second, but just back to the stadium, what I feel like you're saying is they paid a lot of money for, like, a studio, and it cost a lot of money to dig out the stadium. But as far as cosmetics, there's not going to be a lot different to look at than – the, the Rams at Chargers Stadium versus like the Raiders Stadium. Maybe. I don't know if the Raiders are planning on doing the one. I feel like new stadium is is doing the plus one game. Like they have the, the Cowboys had the biggest jumbotron in the world. And now the Rams are going to have the biggest jumbotron in the world. Oh, really? I don't, okay. Yeah. There, it's 120 yards. It's, it's massive. It's, it's silly. Back to the point about the Rams. Um, I do think it's funny. Kroenke is kind of, you know, he was a businessman. He ripped the heart out of St. Louis. He wasn't getting a good deal, so he moved his team to L.A. He yes. spent $5 billion, and I love that he spent $5 billion, and now he can have no fans in the stadium. I think there's some irony there. And there's also the small fact that when they moved to build the stadium in, in St. Louis, they, they, they sold sports bonds, conventional and different sports bonds, to raise money, and they refinanced in 2013, and they're saying that – the state and the city still owe $60 million in paying off those bonds. So he paid a $550, $550 million fee to leave. And the good, the good folks of St. Louis are on the hook for $60 million. I will say this about Cronky who owns the Rams. You know, if you're a gazillionaire, whatever, I think his wife's related to someone in Walmart. So he's got gazillions of dollars, mm -hmm. also owns a British soccer team. Like, what else are you going to do? Spend your money on a stadium. Like, it's just like, who cares? Up $5 billion? Whatever. And so it's like, we get the benefit of this kind of, I mean, hopefully it's going to be an awesome stadium to look at. So, and I, I want to go to a game there eventually. So that's, I'm excited about it. I was prepping for this story, and they said that only 20% of season ticket holders have asked for a refund back. Oh. And I was like, I'm going I'm <laughs> to show that this is the most expensive ticket in the NFL because I'm used to what the 49ers charge. And it's pretty reasonable. Like, you can go to a game for 35 bucks before this is all happening, like when they announce season ticket sales. So good on them. Maybe it'll go up once they get better or once they have more fans. But an affordable NFL team is surprising to me. What I feel like I heard in there, and I could be wrong, is that you're taking me to a Rams game when this all opens up. That's what I feel like I heard in there. That's exactly what I'm saying. I am okay. going to take you to a Rams game, and you'll be in charge of parking, food, and drinks. Okay, so can we do it the other way? I felt what I meant to say is I want to take you to a Rams game, and Ooh. you are parking drinks. God, I, you always get sucked in that way. Do we care about the Colin Kaepernick playing in a video game? Is that like something we care about? I think it's interesting that, you're, I mean, you're talking about that he's been introduced as a playable character in the new Madden. Yeah, so he's been out of the NFL like five years-ish, maybe. So it's been a while. Kinda, 
he's having sort of a rebirth because the NFL saying they didn't take him serious with a kneeling stance, that they kind of poo-pooed his idea. So, you know, they're having a real come to Jesus moment of the NFL. So Madden, the big popular football game version of, um, I think it's the 21st season, put Colin Kaepernick into the video game and say, well, he doesn't have a team. What team is he on? He could play. He's a free agent. Colin Kaepernick is available for any team if you're playing the Madden football game. So I do care in so much that I care who would you play him with? Well, that's a great question. I feel like if you're a Madden guy, which perhaps I am not really-ish, but my boys are, I always go with the Patriots or the Seahawks. Those are the two teams I play with. And so, you know, you're taking Tom Brady out or you're taking, you know, Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson. So anyways, that's who I would play with. I'd play him at left tackle. <laughs> See what he can do. Hey, he's Superman. Maybe, maybe it does something. It also made me think of the most infamous football player, video game player of all time, 1987's Bo Jackson in Tecmo oh. Bowl. Oh. That, that would probably caused more child's tears than any. I remember throwing controllers because you can't tackle Bo Jackson. Do you remember that? Oh, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, Tecmo Bowl. I just spent a lot of time. Too much time. Wasted. Oh, it was a good game. In other news on Do We Care, the Major League Baseball film room is oh. out. So okay. basically they launched this service giving fans more access than ever before to watch, create, and share baseball highlights. Basically what MLB is pitching is like they said, are you looking to create a reel of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s home runs and four-seam fastballs this season? You can do that. So basically you can go through – and create your own ESPN highlights and share on social media. It kind of seems like their take on what TikTok is doing. So I feel like what you're telling me I should do is go to this website, find the link of the ball hitting the bear at the A's game, and send that link to intern Kirk because he could not get enough of the baseball hitting the bear oh, the in the bear? stands. Stuff bear. That was hilarious. It's one of those <laughs> things where you watch it, and you're like, it's not that funny, but you keep watching it, and it gets – it gets funnier. I would, I don't, I would go and I would get Randy Johnson's preseason uh, hitting that bird midair. But wait a minute, so you get like people. it's like not just this year. Like you can get any highlight from any year. I think so. They're calling it like a, <sighs> a vault, cool. but uh, maybe it's just this year. I, That's kind of cool. All right, you know what? I'm in. I'm buying. I mean, do I get to pay for this or is it free? It's free. Uh, is it really? That's sweet. You know what? You're I buying like the story. Thank you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find that bear. All right, so we know that you are a big fan of tennis, which I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. U.S. Open is underway. Serena Williams already into the semifinals. Very exciting. There's no men. Big foe is out for the Americans. But the story of the tournament was from – this This is just unbelievable. Borna Koric of Croatia was playing Alexander Zverev of Germany. Borna Koric, yes, changed his outfit – three times in the middle of the game. Just literally, he's like, it wasn't that hot. It wasn't like he it was sweaty. He literally went full outfit change three times during this match. Feels like the version of a sibling saying, I'm not touching you. Like he's just doing it to try to get in his head. And Zervich was getting flustered, but he ended up winning. So it didn't really work out. But that's not even the craziest part of this story. No. During one of those changes... Alexander, is it Zorich? I think it's Zeverev. But anyways, I could be wrong. Zeverev was the one that was not changing. Zeverev was, was the, the one that got tweaked by the announcer. So he, while Korich is changing, Zeverev turns to the broadcaster, Brad Gilbert, who's sitting courtside, and says, hey, man, 
can you be quiet? Now, right, they're not playing without fans at Flushing Meadows. The announcer's on the court. They are playing without fans. They're playing without fans. So the announcer's on the court. So I imagine he's a little louder. You're kind of noticing more. So Zeverev turns to him and says, like, hey, man, can you keep it down? I'm playing over here. Yeah, he's like, I can hear everything you're saying. And he was just like talking about how he had six double faults and he, he was just talking trash. And I think when we talked to Jerry Longman at the beginning of the pandemic, he had talked about that baseball game uh, in 2016, the Orioles with uh, no fans. And I mean, he kind of predicted this was going to be a thing. He wasn't talking trash. Brad Gilbert was just saying, hey, here's what's going on. He's like, he had enough double faults, blah, blah, blah. So he wasn't like, like trashing him. He was just sort of analyzing what's going on. And so he didn't, Zeverev didn't like it. And was like, hey, man, keep it down. Yeah. I feel like he shouldn't be courtside. Maybe he should be up in the booth or something to try. It seems to... like. That seems like, like there like might have to be. You know. If I was Zeverev and I was, I, I like, he was already upset that someone's going to change clothes because he was technically, Korik was technically breaking the rules. Like you're only supposed to change clothes in between sets, but the umpire was giving him leeway. I'd be annoyed. I would take the tennis ball and I would hit that guy in the throat. <laughs> Not the umpire, but the guy. Yeah, the, the reporter. <laughs> Brad, so, by the way, Brad Gilbert just inducted into the Bay Area Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. It's good oh, did you go? Did you go to the ceremony? Or was um, that nobody is virtual. Ralph Hudson went 252 miles an hour on a motorcycle. It feels like we might have time for the story because he went so fast. Yeah. He went really fast. He was he was trying to break, I think, his own record in the land speed record in the Utah Salt Flats. He was 69 years old. And the sport's best. The bike crashed and he died. What's the fastest you've ever gone in anything? I mean, outside of an airplane? Yeah, like in a, yeah, on land. I was in a car that was probably going 125. Yeah. Um, I have not gone over 95 Going 252 miles an hour would scare the living believers out of me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to go that fast. I mean, maybe I in a car, that'd be kind of cool. No. That, I mean, that's I go twice that. as fast than I've ever gone, and you're on a motorcycle. No. I mean, I think the, the silver lining, maybe, is he died doing what he loved. I yep. think that's something you can just hope for, right? Peace out, motorcycle racer guy. Yeah. God and then bless you. Maybe... When my time comes, I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys catch a game-winning uh, touchdown. You know what? God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Jerry Jones will smile down you, smile up on you from Earth as you go to the heavens gate. <laughs> Jerry Jones will still be alive in 60 years, and then I'll die before him. That's how. Yeah, they're going to cryogenically freeze that guy. Of course he's going to be alive. That's how sports work. This has been the sports best programmer broadcast of the Believe Podcast Network. He is Andrew Keller, and he's going to win more man rubs off me than I can never be able to, my fingers are able to handle up. I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.